Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, <coughs> friends and foes. And even those uh, uh, and even foes in the family. Pardon me. And to the standing between, uh, pardon me, the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. Uh, evangelistic family devotional services my beloved uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 641 where I simply read the Holy Bible uh, from the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. The present and the future. Today we are reading the Song of Solomon chapter 4 verses 1 through 8. And this is very fitting but it was not designed this way, it was not planned this way Recently, I have encouraged bona fide married Christian couples to uh, particularly the middle aged couples. The younger couples should not have a problem with this, but we have couples in the church today who can see everybody else and uh, well, they can't see their own spouse and they're getting into trouble for it. pastors and pastors wives as well uh, and one of the reasons why they're getting into trouble is precisely what the Bible talks about they have a fire in them that has to be taken care of and if uh, the couple is not doing that at home they're going to be tempted with folk in the church or in the street when God has given you an avenue the blessing of marriage what Dr. Tim LaHaye would call, or used to call, the act of marriage, sex, and which is a true blessing from God in holy matrimony, not for fornicators, not for whoremongers, not for whores. The Bible makes it very clear. The, 
bed, the marriage bed, is undefiled. But whoremongers and whores will be judged. And this is all about having one of the greatest pleasures, the greatest pleasure in the history of the world, free and without any guilt. It is the most beautiful thing on earth for the man and the woman. God is the one who puts you all together and, and this is one of the main things he wants you to do. And what comes out of it in most cases are beautiful cherubic children who you can love and who will love you back. Now, you can't top that. You can't beat that. And so it is fitting that we're in the Song of Solomon. Years ago, we used to have the Song of Solomon Love Banquet. And I'm not a very romantic man, but it was my idea to uh, encourage this. And because we have too many couples who pass like ships in the night, and they make up all kinds of excuses as to why they hate each other. They don't like each other anymore. And, uh, and then they'll make up something like irreconcilable differences. Before you know it, they're going to the courthouse having uh, haven't they haven't had sex in over a year I don't know what that is about I've never experienced that in my married life and I thank God and uh, so I don't I don't know how you can get there but but I do know this if you're walking in the flesh and you are full of hell and the devil yourself and then you got the other spouse the same way you can get there because you, you are hateful and you'll begin to hate the person you married. And then for some people, once they get that hate in their hearts towards that person, buddy, it's pretty much done. It's pretty much done. And you are not to get there. <clears throat> because if you have Christ in you, church person, you, you can't get to the point of hate. Because God's grace is in you. Jesus is living inside of you. The Holy Ghost is, is, is living on the inside of you. And so forgiveness is uh, not a hard thing to do when you have Jesus living on the inside of you. Unless that's what you just want and you were raised so terribly that you're just a mean, cantankerous, devilish person. Then, or you're not even saved. I guarantee you, my friends, if you could... If Bonner could really get down into the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of people and really get to the bottom of things and to the truth regarding the divorces and uh, in, in Christian families and divorces and families that only one person is saved or divorces where both people are not saved, they're lost, but they think they're saved, they're in church. I guarantee you, you're fine. That those marriages that both parties were truly born again saved will outdistance those that were that had one party 
that will say one spouse that will say another one not. It will be something like I believe 85-90% both parties saved and married and they stay married. It will be like 55% maybe 60 where one spouse was truly born again and saved. And the other spouse was not. And then you'll find that both parties were lost. Down in the 12% uh, range. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. But you understand what I mean. The lowest percentage would be those who were both lost. I don't see. I, humanly speaking, I don't see how people who are both lost on their way to hell can stay married and have a happy marriage. And by the way, look at Brad and Angelina. They had everything. They had the looks. They had the money. They had the fame. Everything. Look at that. Look at this mess that's going on. I guess if you have a whole lot of money, you can uh, have the divorce to go uh, for a long period of time or something. Because what they... And now, now, and I don't believe I don't believe this boy did the, these things she's talking about. Now here it is, six what six seven years in, in in the divorce that they're going through. The children ought to be all good. They ought to be all grown by now. What is the problem? Now she's accusing him that he choked her, and uh, and Angelina I know that I've seen in the movies. I don't see how anybody going to choke that woman, as agile as she has been. And I don't even believe that's in the nature of Brad to choke a woman and then slap all the children on the plane and all this guy. Come on. Seven, eight years into the divorce, people. See, divorce is a dirty gift that keeps on giving. Eddie Murphy had already been given thousands of dollars a month in child uh, support but the lady has come upon hard times and she wants $35,000 a month you know there are people who can live for a whole year on $35,000 the judge said I want you to give it to her he said alright because it's like 35 cents to him divorce and all of that remarriage without grounds is a dirty gift that keeps on giving for years and years and years. You don't want to get involved with that, people. Both of you need to get saved, stay together, have sex together so that you don't be walking around the church and on the job horny and desirous of somebody else and getting into trouble. That's what's going on today. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm challenging you to look at each other. Stop passing as two fat ships in the night. And, and and get busy. Song of Solomon chapter 4 verses 1 through 8. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the high honor. I have the uh, great privilege and uh, the wonderful uh, pleasure to read in your hearing thus saith the Lord the Word of God the Holy Bible 
at the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn which came up from the washing whereof everyone bear twins and none is barren among them. Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet and thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of a pomegranate within thy locks. Thy neck is like the tower of David build it for an armory whereon there hang a thousand bucklers all shields of mighty men they rather thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins which feed among the lilies until the daybreak everybody all right in here and the shadows flee away I will get me to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense <laughs> you all right back there thou art all fair my love there is no spot in thee Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. With me from Lebanon, look from the top of Amana, from the top of Shinar and Hermon, from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. My, my, my. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for being real about it. And thank you for blessing us with your love, your grace, and your mercy. And thank you, Lord, for the Eros love that uh, you have blessed your people with who are born again and saved and enjoy it in holy matrimony. We give you the glory, praise, and honor for this gift and for this blessing that keeps on giving, even into old age. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, this is how you talk when you're really caught up with somebody in loves. And uh, something stood out in that passage. Uh, that I think is so true. And I, I don't believe women understand this. I don't know how it is from, from a woman's standpoint. But there are women, I've seen women on television, uh, mostly news uh, folk, news women, because that's, that's pretty much all I watch is news. And I 
have seen women get some kind of uh, plastic surgery or Botox or whatever. And as they age, they don't do anything with their necks. And I believe most men will agree uh, with the writer and me that the neck is uh, is one of the most beautiful parts of a woman's body. And so I would encourage you women out there who you're doing all of this stuff to your face, you need to stop doing all of that and be real. But if you're going to do that, do something with your turkey neck. Okay? Uh, you understand? I'm trying to help you. Because it's not, it's not a beautiful thing when you have a beautiful, taut face and that you could bounce a dime off of, but the neck is all raggedy down up in here and loose, crinkled up and wrinkled up and got a little turkey thing hanging down. Do something about that. Can you do something? Can Botox help you with that? Right there? Huh? Uh, or don't show it. Wear a turtle neck. Because that is not attractive. You got a beautiful, t tight face. And you can holler. And now you can tell. See, you, you women who are using Botox and all of that, y'all are really messing yourselves up. Then you got to go get it extracted and all of that. Because discerning people can look at you and know that you had something wrong. How many of you have seen these, these news anchors, these women news anchors, and some men too? They have a permanent little kind of uh, cartoonish looking, joker looking smile on the face that stays there. I know a young lady, a beautiful young lady, I don't know why she did it, but she had some work done and, and, and got a little cartoonish, Pinocchio-ish little thing at the end of her mouth on both sides that stays like in a permanent smile, like a clown. Like the Joker. And they can't get rid of it. And then there's some who. They done done something to their chin. And you can see where the work has been done. It's terrible. Leave. Leave yourself alone. The way God made you. You'll be more beautiful. And if you're going to do anything. Cut your turkey neck out. If you will. Okay. Because having all that hanging down under here does not look good and you should not have that you're doing something wrong you're eating too much and then you're trying to lose the weight fast or uh, you're drinking too much or you're taking too many drugs something is not right you are not to have that on your neck like that anyway I'm trying to help you because that looks ugly ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society international with the White House
with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 180. 180. Come and go to that land. Come and go to that land. Come and go to the land where I am bound. I am bound. Let me quit. Psalm 18:15. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. And Dr. Spurgeon goes on to say, So tremendous was the shock of God's assault in arms that the order of nature was changed and the bottoms of rivers and seas were laid bare. By the way, have you heard the news that a new continent is forming because the Pacific Ocean is uh, being divided somehow? Uh, drying up in certain spots. So, uh, I don't know. The channels of waters was seen in the deep cana- uh, cavernous bowels of the earth were upheaved till the foundations of the world were discovered. What will not Jehovah's rebuke do? If the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, O Lord, be so terrible, what must thine arm be? Vain are the attempts of men to conceal anything from him whose word unbars the deep and lifts the doors of earth from their hinges. Vain are all hopes of resistance for a whisper of his voice makes the whole earth quail in abject terror. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you for your might and your power. Thank you for reminding me tonight that it is not by might or power, that is our might or power or strength, but by uh, your Holy Spirit if anything good is going to, and anything lasting is going to happen. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for all of it is due your name, and help us to remember that. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we move on in what I call the family verses. After three nights uh, listening to God, deal with the children. Before that, no, three nights of God dealing with the fathers. Before that, God uh, dealing with us three nights uh, with the children, and then three nights on the husband and the wife, and then three nights on the husband, and then three nights on the wife. God is God all by himself, 
and he commands us as to what we should do. And do you know God does not concern himself with how you feel about it? You know why God does not concern himself with that? And what has hurt the church down through the years is too many touchy-feely pastors, pardon me, who are effeminate in many ways, and they get caught up in how mommy feels about it, how wifey feels about it, because they have bought into the damnable philosophy that if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody going to be happy. I cast that into hell years ago. Don't go digging it up. And uh, uh, happy wife, happy life to hell with that man. You better be happy in Jesus. And she better be happy in Jesus. The only way you can be happy is through Jesus Christ. You, you, you can't make her happy by appeasing her and letting her have her way. And all of that foolishness. And I don't care if you like it or not. It's been this, been this way too long. And let me tell my men in Georgia, you don't need to listen to any pastor trying to make you vote for a woman, be she black or white, or a man black or white, who's going to be for homosexuality, homosexual marriage, transgenderism and your children being changed over from one sex to another I am telling the men of Georgia to stand up and I'm not telling listen I'm talking about the governorship I'm talking about the governorship right now she, she's complaining to pastors that men are not voting for her and uh, and, uh, and and pastors get in the pulpit beating up on the men lying to the men and saying that uh, yeah, you, if you're the head of the household you can't leave from behind now go ahead on and vote for this this uh, woman who is going to destroy your children and destroy the culture of Georgia. I'd rather for you to vote for a white man who is against that foolishness than a black woman who, quite frankly, with what she's done for the Democrat Party, she, she deserves the nomination. But she does not deserve to be the governor of the great state of Georgia and being for men uh, with men and women with women, transgenderism, lesbianism, and your children being raped, your, uh, their minds and their bodies raped, and turning them into boys, girls into boys, and boys into girls. So you men in Georgia who are listening to me, you pass the word. If you're not led to vote for her, don't vote for her. You don't have to vote for the other guy either. And if I were you, I would not vote for either one of the men running for the senator. I don't give a doggone. I don't care if either, either one of them. I can care less whether they win or either one of them win. I hope I'm saying that right. 
I wouldn't vote for the pastor or the football player. And I've, I've told, and I believe more like the football player than the pastor from Dr. Martin Luther King's church. He's for homosexuality, he's for abortion. But we got another guy over here who's against abortion, but he pays for abortions. And now we got a, uh, another news story out tonight that he accident to, to do two abortions. And he had a baby with the woman who was not his wife. Okay, so I, do I, am, am I against abortions? Yes. I believe he's against homosexuality as well. Am I against it? Yes. But I wouldn't waste my vote on that foolishness. The lying and the dishonesty and looking like you're lying, sounding like you're lying. It does, that doesn't matter to me. I don't care. We agree on, on these issues. But if God wants uh, something changed, he can change it without anybody. And I, I rebuke the church. Again, they're doing the same old mess they've done down through the years to put us in this situation that we're in. And there are some white preachers who are mad with me tonight. And I, I, I like Herschel Walker as a brother in Christ. He says he's a Christian. And uh, as, but more and more than uh, than that, in this case, the, the fact that he uh, did a great job at Georgia, did a great job with my Dallas Cowboys, uh, one of the greatest running backs and athletes in the history of football, and all of that. I'm not mad at Adam at all, but. Um, when you when you look like you're lying and you act like you're lying and you talk like you're lying and uh, you might be lying brother and th this is why men of god pastors in churches and i say the same thing for raphael raphael if he wins he needs to resign the pulpit of, of, of ebenezer baptist church resign quit or have it to be held in place until you stop politicking because uh, as I said earlier the politicking requires that you lie and talk out of the both sides of your mouth and uh, trying to please everybody that's what politicians do they'll go to one meeting and tell them a lie go to another meeting and tell them a lie and, and you know it, no, no man should do that but certainly not a pastor and not a Christian. You can't do it. It's not for Christian people. It's for devilish people. <laughs> it really is. The pastors ought not to be involved with that foolishness. And they ought not be hosting anybody for a prayer lunch and none of that. Don't defile the church with that foolishness. You're dragging your good name, the good name of Jesus Christ, through the mud with these devilish people who will lie to try to win a race. The wise pastors don't do that. They trust God. They pray. If they want to vote, they vote and they shut up. Because really you're not supposed to be politicking in the pulpit anyway. It's against the law. 
said, well, what about Jerry Falwell Sr.? He, he did it back in the day. And so, well, first of all, you're not Jerry Falwell Sr., so stop right there. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's that on the on the the Senate uh, 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 candidates uh, regarding the governor men you don't have to vote for her. some of you men are sick and tired of being under a woman you've been you're sick and tired of being under your wife so long you, you got a problem there but that ought not to be the reason because a, a woman can be governor and uh, there have been some good ones and they can be in they can be the president of the United States but at home they need to submit to their husbands in the church they need to submit to the pastor uh, with their husbands anyway I thought I'd just tell you that don't get caught up in this foolishness Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 is where we are in the family verses you say well preach I thought that was a spiritual warfare where well, you're gonna find more spiritual warfare in your family than any place else in the world the church would be next and we're just going to read a few verses tonight finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might get that in your heart and mind tonight as you go into this weekend be strong in the Lord not in yourself it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Walk in his strength and trust in him and walk by faith and not by sight. It's not about you. It's about what God can do. You got saved by grace. You must live by grace and by faith, trusting in the Lord acknowledging him in all of your ways stop trying to do it yourself you're going to burn out you're going to run out you're going to fall out you can't do this christian life by in your own strength this is what i have told my wife down through the years you cannot fake the christian life you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time, and you certainly cannot fool God, and you can't fool God's people. I've told my wife that. I've told many of you that down through the years. Some of you are struggling to live the Christian life. It's not for you to live. Christ is to live it through you and in you. It is your wicked, evil, sinful flesh, your sinful nature that always wants to do something because you want the credit for it. And you have a problem giving God all of the glory, praise, and honor. But you must. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You will have some devils and demons in your family. And he will have his tricks come against you in your own family my wife is here with me tonight we'll be married 35 years in a couple of months by the grace of God but she has been my greatest Judas and my greatest enemy for 35 years 
And the devil has used her to try to hinder me many times. But if you're committed to the Lord and keeping your vows to the Lord and not putting yourself in a situation where you are going to be involved with somebody else without grounds and all of that, then you're going to have to stick with the one you married. And only God can give you grace to do that. Especially if they're trying to hinder you in the ministry. You got to depend upon the Lord. Put on the whole arm of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That right there is the money shot verse for married people. And most married people don't understand it. Don't, they don't get this. And so, you know, you see, you know how a person, two people can get married, love each other so much they get married. You know what it takes for God to marry two human beings. That's, that is a miracle by God. If you are married, that's a miracle by God. But what, is, what, 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 what about this? In three years, four years, they hate each other. They hate the sight of them. They hate the sound of them. They don't want to touch each other. They don't want to sleep together anymore. How can, how can you have, they bo both of them can have that kind of hatred. The devil, the demons of hell. If you don't get a hold of this verse, this ought to be a memory verse for you. If you don't get this verse in your heart and in your mind, your marriage is going to fall apart. Because the devil is seeking to destroy your Christian marriage. And he will drive, try to drive a wedge in between you all. Pardon me. And before you know it, you're hating your spouse. Your spouse is hating you. That's what the devil wants. Why? Because then you can't pray together. Why? Uh, then, then you end up not even having sex together. And what does that mean? Well, that's a need that has to be taken care of, especially for the man, and I believe for the woman too. Contrary to what some people think. A woman can probably go longer than a man, but um, both need that. That's a need that has to be met. In fact, that should be one of the reasons why you got married. So what does that lead to? Horniness. Every good-looking woman you see. I don't know what it is to be a woman, so I, I really can't speak on that, but I would imagine every good-looking man she sees. So in other words, it's going to lead to adultery, uh, if not in uh, heart or through pornography, through physical uh, acting it out. Physically acting it out. Or joining Ashley Madison, which many of you preachers are on. And pastors' wives, too. Or swinging. See, see, see one of the reasons why God shut down the church uh, over the past, going on three years now. And some people are opening up now and all of that, because they have to. Uh, but, uh, to try to survive. But... You know why? Because people were swinging in the church. 
swinging groups were in the church and justifying it and lying and saying, see, this will help keep my marriage together. No, you're just a whoremonger and you're a whore. And pastors going on Ashley Madison, they were caught on Ashley Madison, including uh, uh, conservative Christian theological professors and pastors of large churches to the point that it hurt them so much they killed themselves. And then pastors were, because of their own sins and their divorces and remarriages and all of that, were letting homosexuals into the church, practicing homosexuals, holding hands, going into the house of God and uh, 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 so-called married homosexuals, transvestites. And, and now they're allowing uh, drag queens into the church. And, 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 they, and the problem with that is once you make them, allow them to become a member, drag queens will be teaching your children in Sunday school. And that's what's happening today. And, and, and that, that is unheard of in the church. See, so at least not not having the right kind of marriage based upon the word of God and doing it God's way and understanding that the devil is seeking to destroy you is not just you is the devil using you against each other. So therefore, you need to put on the whole armor of God. Marriage is spiritual, mostly and physical, too. Don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Because some people, they get so holy, they can't be touched. You know, because they're praying, or they, you know, fasting, or reading the Bible, and all, you know. No, well, you got to put the Bible down for this right here. <laughs> and you cannot have any gospel music on while you're doing this. Mm mm. We, we can sing Amazing Grace later. Right now, we got to do this right here. Okay. <laughs> so, you need to understand that. That marriage is spiritual and physical and mental. And you have people, you have other beings in the marriage with you and in the family. And we're not talking about the trustee or the deacon or the deacon's wife. Or some little single cute things that go both way between you both ways between you and the bed you devils that's going on too but uh god is in the marriage and god knows everything that's going on in the marriage family the devil is in the marriage right there in the house with you and your greatest testing ground for your spirituality, my friend, will be inside of your marriage and in your family. That's, and see, God will use that to make you great if you let it in, in, in usefulness for him. Because it's in the marriage and in the family where the breaking takes place. The breaking, the molding, and the making. And you can come forth as pure gold, doing great things for the glory of God, if you let God have his way with you inside of your marriage. And God is very interested in how you act in your marriage and in your family. Very interested. 
and uh, and this is why I have told wives down through the years. If you got a cantankerous, mean, hateful husband, don't worry about it. You trust in the Lord and make sure you're a meek and quiet uh, wife and submissive to your husband. You do your part. If your husband is uh, hurting you in some kind of way by uh, committing adultery or doing something else, don't worry about it. God, God knows how to get a hold of him. You, you, you're not over him. You give it to God. And don't, and don't be praying out loud trying to pray at him. Because God will he'll, he'll hold up on, on him. Now, this, you just pray to God privately. And I assure you, not only because of your prayers, because God is holy and righteous, he'll get your husband. He'll help your husband to understand some things as uh, pertaining to you and to the family. And God can get his attention where you can't. And if he doesn't do what God tells him to do, God will take him out of here. I've seen God do that. Okay, so we're going to cut it off at that point. Let's close with a word of prayer and praying for others. Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for all married couples in the faith. We pray, Lord, that they would take heed to your holy word and understand that the devil has been, is, and will continue to try to destroy their marriage and family, and they cannot make it about flesh and blood. Holy Father God, I also pray for everybody uh, who names the name of Christ. Please, for Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our wicked sins of not obeying your great commandment or and not obeying your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help us to repent of that. And Lord, I pray also for the comfort of the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues and violence and the Florida situation, the Ukraine situation. Comfort all of these people as only you can. Draw them to yourself, Lord, for salvation. We pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of California resident Dana Mashia. And we pray for the family and friends of Georgia resident Penny Gary. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Howard Benavides, Jr., and we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the prayer requests as we pray, Lord, tonight for PTK. Please help him to fear you and give him your wisdom. We pray for Zita. Please deliver him, his sisters, and his daughter from overeating and help them to have healthy relationships with food uh, that is favored by you. And help us all as Christians uh, to avoid gluttony. And Lord, uh, help us to confess it as sin and repent of it. And Lord, we pray for Pastor Bershebi that you, you would continue to bless and anoint and use him and the churches uh, in their ministry. Thank you for the great services at Congoli Church and for the souls saved and people healed and delivered. Please bless and provide for the widows. Please bless the youth seminar. 
revival and open air market outreach please provide them with the tin slash iron sheets supply for the Nazianda church roof say roof save the witch doctors from hell uh, who are trying to hinder their efforts in the church ministry and Holy Father God we pray for all of the people who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry we pray for Zainabu Eric Turuziel Rose and Cyrus and we pray Lord for the people who have recommitted their lives through the whole counsel of God preaching from this pulpit around the world we pray for Rachel Jaya Anne, Dominique Amgila and all others as well and Lord we pray uh, tonight that people who heard the gospel tonight that you gave me the liberty to preach uh, in connection to heaven tonight that they will come to know your Savior if they missed it I pray that you will uh, help them to hear your gospel and to be saved even tonight in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake amen now dear friend if you missed the gospel message I preached earlier uh, hear this Jesus Christ said the most loving most magnificent and uh, most important words in the history of the world to mankind and you need to hear them and take heed to them Jesus Christ said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life believe in the Lord Jesus Christ he died for your sins your lying your dishonesty your uh, stealing your lust your covetousness your dishonoring and disobeying your parents your dishonoring God by taking his name in vain and many other sins we're all sinners the Bible says and we all come short of God's glory and God says in his word that the wages of sin is death that means that we're all going to die because of our sins and uh, if we die uh, unsaved in other words if we die as people who have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and repented of our sins then uh, those people will go to that awful place called hell a place that Jesus Christ preached more on than he did about heaven and the way out of hell or, or rather not going to hell or avoiding hell and going to heaven is by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins he was buried and he rose again on the third day and all you have to do is believe in him for he said these words for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life believe in the Lord Jesus Christ my dear friends and thou you shall be saved pray this simple sinners prayer with me as you believe in your heart 
in Jesus Christ tonight. Wherever you are in the world, follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, and I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. And please forgive me of all of my sins, as I believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. If you prayed that prayer with me and believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, you went through the door of Jesus Christ to be saved. And this little book will give you your next steps as to what you need to do next to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let me know you got saved and so that we can pray for you and send you even more material. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as the music that we started out with, come and go with me to the land where I am bound. <laughs>